Welcome to another episode of I Wish I Was a Little Bit Taller. I am Amir. Fergie's about to jump on in a sec. We're all over the place. We cover what were the good, the bad, and the ugly of the first half, what we expect for the second half. We get into discussions about the all-star game, the dunk contest, the three-point contest. Is the skills challenge even worth watching? And we get into the trade that already has happened, trades that might possibly happen. And of course, we ended with our games. Listen in. weekend is over ready for the Mavs to take control <laughs> um take control of what seed do you want them to take control of the seven six hey man <laughs> a couple weeks ago we were talking about them as being sellers and basically not making the playoffs but now they are in the hunt they I want to say are. they're like six or seven right now uh, you wish they were six or seven they are eighth right now <laughs> They are. Uh, come on, let me let me take a look. I'm telling you, they're two games behind San Antonio in the last column for the eight, seventh seed. Okay, so basically they're seventh. Yeah, but they're on they're on an eight two winning streak in the last ten games. So they're right. they're you know they're going in the right direction. That's right. All yeah. right. Um, let's get into the money that, uh, I did not win. I lost every, well, hold on. Let's, let's make it clear. We changed up the, uh, three point contest because Booker was, uh, I guess it got injured and couldn't make it. So they added Mike Conley. We all know Chris hates Mike Conley. So I gave him an option and he just said, Steph Curry. So I said, okay, you get Steph. I get the field. Which I thought, I thought I should have still gotten some sort of a three to one odd. Either way, it wouldn't have helped me, but. <laughs> I mean, that's still a pretty good deal when you get the field and you're talking about a bunch of other NBA players. These aren't scrubs out there, dude, but I mean. Yeah, but I, they're I did, like, scrubs my compared to. <laughs> Like if they put Lillard in that competition, I think it would have been different. Like I think we would have uh, there would have been a toss up between those two, but when you or Clay Thompson or Durant, but like the rest of these guys, they're good three point shooters. They're not Steph Curry three point shooters. You know they're not historic greats. So can we, uh, I'm making can we excuses. Ever just <laughs> get back to the. Can we ever just get back to the time where maybe we'll have like. The, the the greats of the season shooting against each other like why can't we get the top guys get in there and make it interesting i mean you get steph maybe you get his brother curry in there maybe you get dane maybe you get uh clay when he's back healthy like durant like all these guys that are just pure shooters let's get them in there and have some fun back when yeah. you know bird was in it and all that stuff like it's, it's crazy you usually get a shooter if that and guys that are in their second and third year in the league and to fill out the to fill it out it's ridiculous yeah yeah no i agree but you know like they yeah. all had like their time frames like bird didn't play like in five six of them he played like i think two or three whatever it was like they played in their sports but like like i still i i agree with you but i also think they should apply that to like the slam dunk contest like why wasn't zion in there why wasn't john morant in there why like 
I want to see those guys. I didn't know any of those three guys that were playing. And I don't think you, I mean, you might know them from college careers, not NBA because none of them really playing except for Obi. So, um, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I agree with you. So you won the three point contest. You won the over under in the all-star game and you, we, I lost in everything. I lost the three point contest, slam dunk contest. Uh, this, they need to get rid of this, uh, the uh, skills challenge or just change it to like, I don't know, like around the world or something. Cause that, that looks stupid to me. Like it's just not, it's not relevance. Well, um, the, the intention of just trying to get some more players and, you know, you bring in some stuff for the fans when they're there doing some different skills and things like that. But yeah, it, to me, it's, it's kind of waxed. Sorry for these yeah. professional um, guys doing. I think they should have switched it. I think they should have done the three point contest so, and yeah, the slam dunk contest before the game. Uh, making some changes. So. Yeah. And then they should yeah. have mo- moved the, um, the skills challenge to the halftime because no one was paying attention to that. If they would have moved the slam dunk contest to the before the game, you could have had maybe four guys instead of three guys competing because they, they were on such a time restriction. They had less guys. But anyways, so after all that said, you are you are down from 11,300 to 10,900. I went from 10. Wait, I won two of the three. How did I yeah, go but down? You, but then you lost in the skills challenge. You lost that one. You lost the slam dunk contest. You lost the MVP votes. Oh, right? my gosh. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So you won two of the one, two, three, four, five bets we made. I lost all five bets. Okay. So you're 10,900. I'm at 8,900. So you're 2,000 ahead of me. Um, but it's my comeback. It's, it's, I'm, it I'm the, I, I'm going to be the Dallas Mavericks. I'm going to make a comeback the second half. So, <laughs> oh, hey, I like it. Um, okay. Wait, by the way, what'd you think of the three part of the slam dunk contest? How'd you like the new scenario? Or what'd you think of the dunks? Uh, not overwhelming by any means. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't really think the creativity was there, but you know, there wasn't much hype for it. And, uh, they kind of lived up to the, to the non-hype. So I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't thrilled by it by any stretch. Would you be, would you accept, for me. would you accept if they did the slam dunk contest and they invited some of these guys, like, like got, travel the world and they're just not in the NBA, but they're like street ballers or whatever. And they do these crazy slam dunks. And like, would you, I think it'd make it more fun to bring one or two of those guys and compete against NBA guys in slam dunk contest. What would you take for that? They'll no? never do that in my opinion, because I don't think they'll ever do that because they're going to one up some of the NBA players and for these guys and their egos and how much they're making uh, no NBA guy will ever sign up on the biggest stage to be outdone by some street ball guy dunking. No way. They may yeah. do it a year where they have five street ballers go out and do it themselves, but I don't ever see them putting them in the same competition as that because uh, that's, that's the worst thing you could possibly do. If you're at that level, have somebody that's not even on a team, one up you in front of everyone. And then your reputation is done. And for these guys, that's what they have. They're an NBA yeah. guy and 
So. Yeah, but like we didn't know who Cassius Stanley was, or like, uh, like we didn't know. Too, I didn't know who he was. I knew he was in the league, but I didn't know anything about him. Like, if he's competing against the guy that's in the sleep, street ball, like, I mean, his ego is big because he's the NBA, but like he also he also has ego enough to think that he can beat anybody else as well in a slam dunk contest, right? So, yes, I I hear you saying, but at the same time, I don't think it would. I don't think it would happen. I even yeah. think. Even even Castro Stanley, I mean, he was a big time recruit out of Sierra Canyon in LA, went to Duke, you know, one of the top picks, like he still has a huge ego and there's no way he's going to sign himself up for uh, getting beaten by yeah. that one Jordan Killiger. What's the guy who does all the wild ducks that, that dude. I, I think don't know that's his name, but I know you're talking about. about. Yeah, he's ridiculous. So I, I wouldn't see any of these guys wanting to go up against him. All right. Well, what do you think about this uh, actual all-star game? It was okay. Not as much drama as last year, you know, with the uh, to compete with because that the defensive intensity was so high for the last yeah. like five or ten minutes of that game last year. Uh, but it's okay. It was, you know, some of the deep shots. My God, talk about Curry and uh, and Lillard just trying to one up each other on the same right? team. That was pretty cool. Right. And then I think it was cool. Like there was a sequence, I think before the end of the second quarter where they threw a lob to Steph for a dunk and then to Chris Paul. And then I think even Lillard got in there for a dunk, like right after another. I thought that was like a little, like, you know, the little man getting above the rim is always a fun thing to watch. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into the bets. We got three games, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. Thursday night, it's Boston versus Brooklyn, and their new pickup, Blake Griffin. Wow. That's the first well, big first signing. Before we get into that question, what do you think about that? How do you think that's going to impact the Nets? I don't think it's going to do much because I don't think he has much left in him. He still has not dunked this season in 20 games. And I was listening to another podcast in 18 games last year. He only dunked five times. So I don't think he has enough. I don't think he's got much left and he's shooting horrible. He's shooting like 31% from the field. Like I don't know if maybe I just don't think he's going to bring much. He's probably going to play five to 10 minutes in some games in the playoffs and other games, he's probably not even going to play at all, I don't think. So um, I think it's just more of a name mm. recognition for him as opposed to anything else. Like they signed somebody that was a star three years ago, basically, you know? What do you think? Yeah, that's that's interesting that you think he's only going to play five minutes a game. I think he'll have uh, – I'm not a huge Blake Griffin guy right now. I think he's definitely passed – well past his primer to where he's even a, a top three or four option. But uh, I actually think he's going to help him out. Um, when you take a look at how he's shooting right now and the percentages, he's going to get so many open looks from 17, 18 feet with double, triple Durant, Harden, Kyrie, all that stuff to where when he is in the game, I think he's going to get some great looks and uh, you know, the pressure is not going to be on him to have to carry a significant part of the load, you know, as he has been even in Detroit, you know, on a team. So I think he's going to actually bring bring a little bit, um, and, and good for him. You know, that's that's great. He's gonna he's gonna join a team. He's not going to be the the star, uh, one of the top few options. But uh, I actually think he'll help him out. He's going to play maybe maybe fifteen minutes a game or so, and uh, if he can fit into that role and be okay with it, you know, maybe averaging eight to ten points a game. If he could do that with that up and down offense, hey, that'd be a good way to spell some of those guys to keep them fresh for the playoffs because that's really what you're looking at, right? 
You're looking at keeping Durant, keeping Harden, keeping Kyrie as fresh as humanly possible for the playoffs. So he's an extra body that's going to take up some minutes, take up some uh, some beating from some other players on the other team. So, you know, it's, it's not bad when you can add a guy with that much, uh, you know, with that much game, you know, yeah. to his name. So. Uh, it's it, they're trying to bring back Lob City ten years past their prime in Brooklyn. We'll see how that holds up. Um, it's gonna turn into Layup City. With these guys. <laughs> All right, but back to the uh, back to the game. I'm gonna pick the I'm gonna pick the Nets. I think uh, I know Durant's still not gonna be playing, but I'm gonna pick the Nets. I I think they're gonna come out of the All Star break and continue to to roll as they have been. How much you got? And I'm gonna go two hundred. Two hundred. I will go 300 with the same pick because I can't pick for Boston. So uh, then we got Friday nights, Denver versus Memphis. Um, I think that's going to be a good game because Denver is the sixth seed. Memphis is as of right now, the 10th seed. And um, I think, I don't know, uh, Denver is up and down, you know, some games are solid. Some games are just shitty as hell. So, um, I'm going to pick Memphis just because I'm going to go against the grain and pick Memphis and I'm going to put a hundred on Memphis. What about you? I'm just going to go opposite you because I want to see you go further into the hole <laughs> and have me increase my money. So I'm going to go Denver and I'm going to go two bills, two bills. Damn you, Fergie. Damn you. All right. Last one is Sunday Pelican or Clippers versus Pelicans. Ooh, okay. Um, gosh, what's the line on that one? I don't even. Uh, I don't it's even not going to show. I, I, I'm not able to figure it out because it's so far in advance. It's you know we got what four days, five days ahead from well, now. Well, it's so. not going to be a. It's not going to be a pick them. I know that. No, uh, no. I, I'm assuming Clippers, Clippers will probably be favored by at least three or four points. Yeah, maybe probably a few more than that, but uh, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the uh, the Clippers, whatever the line is. I'm gonna pick them for a hundred. Okay, and then I will go the opposite because I can't pick the Clippers. So um, once again, uh, I pick with my heart and not with my brain, and therefore I will probably lose a lot of money <laughs> this week as well. <laughs> um, all right, from there we're gonna go into. The good, the bad, and the surprise of the first half. What you got for me, Fergie? So the surprise is the New York Knicks. Uh, been really interesting to watch them come out and not just be this, you know, one to two week hot streak type thing. But I mean, they're a legitimate playoff team right now, and it's really it's it's really neat to, you know, to see them in the playoffs. You know, a funny take on this, somebody was talking the other day and they were like, oh my gosh, the league is so much better when the Knicks are, are great and in the playoffs. And I know that's, you know, financially, you know, speaking and so forth, because if you truly think about it, most of the NBA players that are in there right now, the young guys, right? Mm-hmm. They weren't even born, I don't even think, when the Knicks were relevant last. We're talking when they had Patrick Ewing and Starks and Allen Houston and so forth. I mean, that was in the late 80s, right? Early 90s? No, it was like late late 90s with Patrick or, Ewing and all that okay. stuff. So mid, mid 90s or so? I mean, yeah, you're talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. some of these guys that literally weren't even born yet 
haven't even seen the Knicks. So everything yeah. that they know about the Knicks is is garbage. Is a solid yeah. team, but yeah. I am I'm surprised by them, and I'm happy that they're a uh, uh, a solid team right now. A couple guys playing above where I thought they would. Julius Randle. Uh, you got uh, Barrett out of Duke. Uh, definitely a nice sophomore campaign that he's he's playing. So got a lot of good guys right now. So I'm yeah. surprised with them. I mean, they did have a little stretch with Carmelo where they were kind of, you know, like 2012, 13, where they were like compete. They were in the playoffs. They were not like competing for the finals, but they were in the playoffs. So there was a little bit. But yeah, I know, I know exactly what you mean. It wasn't that. It wasn't the. Um. Like it was in those iconic teams where you remember how great yeah. those and how good the battles were. Um, okay, so my my good is um, I kind of have through two, but I want to. I'm just gonna throw Lamelo and Charlotte. Yes. Like I'm. I know I agree with you. New York is is crazy um, where they are. They're the fifth seed in the East, but. Charlotte is the seventh seed. And when I remember when we did our first one for the year, we're like, what is Charlotte doing? Like, why are you signing Hayward for such a huge contract? You're, you know, like LaMelo, you know, we didn't know what to expect from him, but like LaMelo and Charlotte look good. And if it wasn't for some random injuries and him starting, <laughs> we may not have seen him start if it wasn't for Rozier getting injured and him taking over. So, well, yeah. And you, and you look at it and that was my second team on the surprise and the, the good for the first half is the Hornets. Um, when you look at that roster, man, they have some serious scoring, you know, on, on that team. When you talk about, you know, Rozier, yeah. When he got injured, gives LaMelo a chance to step in, but you know what, over the course of the year, you're going to have some injuries. You're going to have some things like that happen. So naturally, he would have found his way into either more minutes or the starting rotation. Now you got Devonte Graham, who didn't he win like uh, most improved last year? I think. I think. That no, that was Ingram last year. That was Ingram last year. Was it Ingram? But excuse me, but yeah. he was one of the finalists for that yeah. award. So he's, I mean, he's coming off a little injury right now. So I mean, you have. But then they have Monk coming off the bench right now. Like ball, yeah. you have yeah. Bridges, you have yeah. Monk. Uh, I mean, you have some serious scores, which leads me to another question that I have for you. Go for it. So you have a couple guys right now that are potential on the buyout, potentially, you know, looking to be traded, a.k.a. LaMarcus Aldridge, which just came out with the Spurs today, right? Yep. He's not with the team anymore, and they're looking at trading him. Do you think Charlotte would be a great landing destination for him? Because if you know who their center is, and I guess that would be my first question, do you know who their center is right now? Is it Zeller? I don't know. Bismack Biombo. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, but who are you giving up to get for... Because uh, what's-name's got Funny a pretty enough. big contract. Who would you give up? Who's that? Who would Charlotte have to give up to get? I don't know, but Biombo, Biombo has a $17 million contract for Biombo. So you throw that and in like a draft. Did pick you know? For... Go for absolutely. It. If, yeah. but I don't think the Spurs would be willing to take that because Biombo has been around for a while and I think he's overpaid. Do you know that in his career, he is averaging 20 minutes a game and five points per game over his career. And I think the highest season he ever had, he averaged like seven points a game. How on earth is he getting paid $17 million per year? Good, good agent, homie. I want his agent. <laughs> I mean, this is borderline theft right now. 
Wow. So my, my thought of it is if they can do anything to package a couple of their guys, maybe a and you can get rid of Biombo and maybe pick up LaMarcus Aldridge. I don't know about you. I think he would definitely fit well in that up Charlotte. Uh, Aldridge has been able to shoot the 17 to nine. No, you're it's right. Space up the paint for all those other guys. Whew. I'm trying to look up his salary because I, now I want to know his career salary because now that shit got me fucking. Let's see. If if his salary career earnings is over 50 million, I'm going to be fucking livid. Wow. What do you think his contract was worth that he signed in 2000? Okay, over under 50 million for Biombo. I mean, I, I would have to say over. He's making 17 this year, and he's been in the league for like 10 years. I'm going to have to say he's 70 million maybe. 72 million fucking dollars. Yeah, for somebody who is average. I was looking at the stats, and it, it just had me continue to dig further and further. I'm like, wait, he had years for him to get this huge contract. The high he ever had was seven points a game. And I think 26 minutes is ridiculous. Okay, so so no, you're right Damn, about we his... need to look that guy up, give him an award. Yeah. So you're right about his salary. Look, so his total earnings is 85. This year, though, he's only making three and a half million. Last year he made 16. The year before he made 17, 17, 17. So he just came off a huge contract when he was um that he signed in 2015 or 16, 17. So right now he's only making three and a half million. So they would have to throw in a couple of other pieces to get, um, to get, what's it called? Um, uh, to get uh, Aldridge. Yeah, possibly, you know, and, and yeah, I, I thought it said 17 this year and thank God it's not 17 this year. But, <laughs> but it was 17, three years oh, in a row. Wow. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, they would have to throw in a couple pieces. Um, you know, I don't know which, you know, some talks about Malik Monk, but he is still super young and yeah. is just starting to figure out the game, been on a scoring tear too. So, you know, I don't know if they got a, you know, trade per se, but if the Spurs just outright release him, you know, after the trade deadline, he would be a player. I think that uh, you'd really want to go heavy after if you're, yeah. if you're Charlotte, but uh, yeah. we'll see yeah, what no, happens. Because he can definitely help a, uh, um, uh, any team that's in the playoffs that he would definitely yeah like he's he's not like a like he, okay i think i would rather have him over blake griffin on any team oh right definitely, okay. definitely. Okay. Okay. as long as we agree on that okay uh give me your bad give me your bad for the first half um well i mean it's not surprising but the minnesota timberwolves just continue to have these high draft picks and just what the hell happens to them I mean, you got Anthony, Carl Anthony Towns, who's doing, I don't, I don't even know anymore. Like everybody talks about, oh, he should be able to, to take a team to the next step. And he hasn't, you got the, the new guy this year, uh, Edwards, who is having a decent rookie year, but Jesus, they just, they continue to put out a poor team year after year after mm -hmm. year. Um, so that's bad. Also another, another bad right now, which I I'm a little shocked on. 
I know we talked about this about a month ago, but uh, the Houston Rockets, they've lost 10 in a row and are in full on tank mode, in my opinion. I think you need to get rid of Oladipo, get whatever you can in return, get rid of PJ Tucker. There's going to be a team that wants him uh, to do that playoff push right now. And you hit that panic button and reload immediately. I agree. Uh, you know, Minnesota, I think it, they're just messed up from the top down. The ownership is all over the place. Like they're trying to sell the team, but then you fire your head coach before you sell the team and then hire an assistant from another team when you, within everybody in the NBA set, was saying that the lead assistant for Minnesota was a very qualified head coach potential, you know, like he should have, they should have just stepped him into the next spot like why would you hire a new coach why you're paying an old coach that you fired and then still trying to sell your team like you're just it's it's just a clusterfuck of everything and it's a reflection of the team like there's no path they win two games in a row and then they'll lose eight in a row and it's like uh, they have good players it's not like they don't have a decent roster their roster is better than a seven and 29 record, you know, the roster just by name alone is better than OKC. Yeah. But we all know that, you know, you got to play team ball if you, if you want. Yeah. Yeah. And the, you know, OKC seems to have a fairly top down knowing yeah. how, knowing how to construct a roster that will play well together and not just be a few name guys. And that's it because they obviously do not play well together and do not mesh. And I have no idea what type of culture they even, they even bring when you say the Timberwolves, I have no idea what you're even going to get. Yeah. Some of the teams, you know, either it's defense, either it's shooting, whether it's up tempo, I have no idea what Minnesota brings to the game. Yeah. Besides my, my bad, it's kind of a two thing. Well, mine first one was clay Thompson's injury. I think clay Thompson getting injured completely changed everything in the West. Um, and even in the East, I think it, it just, it just made, them not be a potential like challenge for anybody that are, are they they are they're the 10th seed you know right now and it's like they wouldn't be a 10th seed they would be competing probably top four or five seed and i think that alone changes the entire league um beyond that though i mean i think we all ex- kind of realized what was going to happen it was all the cancellations and players uh, missing a lot of games because of covid that's changed a lot like the one team that's been fortunate not to have a lot of COVID or any, for the most part, COVID issues was Utah, and it's reflective of the record. They've had the same eight guys on the court for 38 games, you know? So, um, and that they obviously have the best record. And, th- I mean, Miami was completely destroyed with, you know, the COVID stuff and then injuries here and there, and they're finally fighting back into the seeding, you know? But those two things were the those were the downfall, I think, of the first half. It's not going to change much in the second half. It's still going to be the same. Um, so, question for you: Did you say that a team in South Beach was having issues, but a team in Utah was what? not having issues? Coincidence. I wonder why. <laughs> but then, Weird. like. But you would think Texas would have a lot of stuff like that with, you know, tech, obviously Texas is wide open now, but um, San Antonio, I mean, they've had issues, but they haven't had as bad as 
um, other teams, I guess, but, uh, yeah, but it was, I actually didn't put that <laughs> as, as together until you mentioned it. Yeah. There's nothing to do in Utah. So you're probably going to be safe. <laughs> very true. Very, very true. true. Like, there aren't too many clubs in my, and Utah that you really want to hit up. Right. So, <laughs> um, all right. Give me your surprise of the, don't think so. Give me your surprise of the first half. Um, well, I already talked about the, I already talked about the Knicks, obviously. Um, you know, I think just some of the players, uh, big surprise, Julius Randall. I'm just gonna, we've talked about him a bunch. That's probably my biggest surprise of, of the year right now. Uh, how, how big of a jump he has made in his game, uh, to being a, an all-star and just the consistency and the maturity that he's shown, uh, very impressed by that. Very surprised. I wouldn't have thought he would have made that big of a jump. Uh, so I'm going to give the biggest surprise so far to Julius Randle. Well-deserved. Yeah. I like that one. Um, my surprise um, is just all the good teams doing bad. Like there, it's not just one team. Like Miami is struggling to finally make the playoffs. Toronto is struggling. Uh, Indiana is out of the playoff run right now. Yeah. Um, uh, well, Golden State, obviously, for obvious reasons. But then, you know, Dallas is struggling and has been up and down. Denver has had this up and down roller coaster season. It's just all these good teams that we expected to be for sure lock playoff contenders are at the bottom of the seating as opposed to middle or top of the seating, which was is a huge surprise to me. I wasn't expecting that. Like I was listening to our podcast when we did it begin the season and doing our top eight. All the teams I mentioned, we had in top four or five. You know, it's yeah, crazy. It's, it's crazy. I, I know Utah, I had, I had talked about having a big year in the East. They're garbage right now. So, yeah, I'm, I'm eating my words on that one for sure. <laughs> okay. Um, from there, let's go into what we expect for the second half. Uh, a few things. I expect the, the Warriors to fall off. So, they have had a nice a nice run, uh, for a while, you know, for a while there, they were in like the six, seven, eight conversation. Um, I think Steph was playing out of his mind and that's going to catch up to him a little bit as the season goes on, not having clay and that true second score or superstar on their team, uh, is going to catch up to him a little bit. So, uh, unfortunately, cause I really like watching the warriors play and, and Steph have success. Uh, I think they're going to fall off pretty significantly in the second half. Um, so that's one of the things that I, I can definitely see happening over the next uh, three to four weeks and uh, starting to see a losing streak from Golden State. I agree. I see. Uh, and we said this before. He, Steph, has to just play balls out great for them to win and consistently win, not just like he has to average 30-some points a game, you know, seven, eight, nine assists a game, like shooting 50% from everything for them to be relevant because they have no other shooters. They have no other guards. So I either think they're going to go and do some sort of a trade and get players, get guards. Like I could see them going for uh, Victor Oladipo. Well, get out of, could you imagine giving up Wiggins? You get rid of his contract. You get Oladipo for the rest of the season. You either try to keep him or move him. Off. He leaves, and you have a fairly good amount of cap space to sign somebody else. Yeah, but I I do think if you if you have the core with Steph and Clay, I, I actually think Wiggins is a, is a nice third piece uh, on the wing for them. So 
I don't like that you would trade him away to rent Oladipo for a a non-title run that you're going to be happening because Oladipo has come out and expressed interest in being in Miami. So that's a very good possibility that he's wherever he goes in a trade, if he does get traded, that he's going to hit the free agent market and go straight to Miami and team up with Jimmy Butler and bam. And, um, and that's a, that's a great core right there. So I, I definitely would, would thumbs down on that trade to get rid of Wiggins for him. I'm, I'm curious. I want to know, I got to look this up and I'll look it up, I guess after, but everyone knows he wants to go to Miami. Does Miami have enough cap, uh, cap space to sign him for the amount that he wants? Because he turned down two years, something like 40-some million, 50-some million with Houston. Um, is Does Miami have that money to give between – they just re-signed uh, Bam. They just – they have Butler on the, uh, you know, under contract. They have – I guess Gordon would be coming off their contract. Or didn't they just sign Gordon again? Uh, well you know what if if they got word that he truly wanted to go there uh they would get creative and they would trade some of their guys to create space so yeah you can definitely see a lot of that happening some wheeling and dealing uh to create that cap space let me ask you this would you would you like um harrison barnes to the celtics that's a trade that's potentially uh up in conversations right now you know it's funny harrison barnes is one of those guys I, I swear, I feel like he's on his last season in the, in the league right now. He's just, for so many years now, I feel like he's been in the league. But, um, yeah, he's still producing. Uh, he's still producing right now. Could be a nice, uh, you know, a nice option uh, in Boston. But what I think Boston needs is a big rather than another wing player because they, they have Brown, they got Tatum, they got uh, Kemba, they got Marcus Smart. You know, I know he's injured right now, but – I don't think they need another guard in that yeah. rotation. I do think they need a big to sure up the inside. Uh, Tice is a great filling guy, maybe a, a second stringer that can come in, you know, bang down low a little bit, get some fouls and some buckets. He's got a decent, decent shot so he can stretch the floor. But uh, if they're going to make a, a splash trade, they need they need a big in the middle to uh, to sure up yeah. that defense. Too, I, I, make a I, I think Drummond's is the potential some somehow either signing him or trading for him, or if the, you know, Detroit uh, buys them out for him, for them to try to get him. Yeah. Um, another team I'm, I think needs to make a move is, uh, and I, I think that we expect will is the Clippers trying to get a point guard. Um, and a potential team I think would be Pelicans because they have ball Bledsoe. They got uh, who else do they got on their roster? That's a point guard. I thought it had a couple other point guards, but they have those two that I can think of. And I, I think Bledsoe would be a pretty good off the bench player for the Clippers. Hmm. Who would you, so who would you be giving up if you're the Clippers? Whoever. I mean, it's not like, it's just, they have to give up something with uh, some salary because uh, Eric is making $16 million this year. And so you'd have to give up some, something, of you know, somewhere in that range. So I don't know. They have no draft picks. Let me look at the Clippers roster. See if I can. Do, do the Clippers need to, to need to make a trade? Yeah. So that that's the conversation that they've been looking for a point guard to sign all season um, because they only technically only have Patrick Beverly as their point guard. Okay. 
So, um, or they have Reggie Jackson, which I didn't even, I forgot all about Reggie Jackson. So maybe throw in Reggie Jackson. Let's see who else could they throw in there. Marcus Smart or Marcus Morris. Sorry, Marcus Morris. I mean, you can, he's not playing. Yeah, you could throw Morris in there, but here's the thing. When you get to the playoffs too, the teams that go deep, right? You need to have a couple of dogs in there also. Morris is one of those guys that I, I feel like, is going to get a nice in game six of a series is going to get a, a cheap foul on someone and get a double tech and take a, whoever it may be an Anthony Davis off his game for a night. Cause they both can do a little like elbow match or something right, like that. Or, right, right. You know, right, that's right. just the type of guys that you need in, in the NBA right now. Yeah. I hate yeah. to say it. Cause I mean, I don't like those type of players, you know, dirty guys and everything, yeah. but yeah, you need a couple of those yeah. guys to protect your team. Right. When somebody goes after, you know, PG eight or Kawhi, <laughs> you need to have a guy that's going to respond and maybe retaliate a little bit and get a little nasty at times. So, uh, um, uh, I love PG. <laughs> you, still, you keep downgrading him every body. He was nine. Now he's eight. At some point he's just going to be PG <laughs> as he, as he should. Right. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Okay. So how about these? These are potential uh, ESPN trade scenarios or suggestions. Kyrie, uh, Kyle Lowry to uh, Philly. Yes, no. Ooh. Who is Philly giving up to take on that contract? Also? I don't know the other side. Let's just, so, you know, I mean, they'll give up draft picks if they need to, you know. Um, uh, Daryl Morey doesn't care about Good draft God. picks. So this um, one doesn't make sense yeah, to me. Yeah, I mean, hey, if, if you're Philly and you have the opportunity to not trade any of your core right now and you're trading future picks, a couple of maybe rookies or whatever it is, absolutely you go for it i think you you definitely um you're already showing that what you're the number one seed in the east right now so you have the opportunity to get a guy with championship experience a lot of playoff experience go for it he's he's definitely going to help you down the stretch um this one doesn't make sense to me because i don't think they need any more shooting jj reddick to the brooklyn nets like Mm. they have enough guards like you said as is like uh they don't need any more guard playoffs on Brooklyn. Hey, um, it all depends on who they're giving up. I don't even know if they yeah. have enough bodies to give up, right? Didn't they yeah. give everybody up to get Harden anyways? Yeah. What about this one? Lou Williams to Philly. Oh, reconnecting with Doc Rivers again? Yeah. I don't um, think he played he played well with Doc Rivers in that role and you know, Doc knew how to get the most out of him, put him in the right position, so can he be a great second second unit guy to, you know, to give some uh, to give some minutes from Embiid and uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I just don't see Clippers doing any kind of business with uh, uh, with Philly after you know uh, Doc left. And by the way, do you know why he's called Doc Rivers? No, I have no idea. I looked it up because he was the, you know he was the coach of the All Star team, and I'm like. He ain't no motherfucking doc. <laughs> Just let's clarify. Like doc, Dr. J, you got why he was like this. Motherfucker like, was a professional dunker. Like he, Doc Rivers is not a very good coach. And he was decent. He was a decent NBA player. So I guess when he was in college, one of the, like his first day or something uh, as a freshman, walks in, he's wearing a Dr. J t-shirt. And one of the assistant coaches starts calling him Doc just to make fun of him, and it just stuck. Wow. And so now it's Doctor J- Doc uh, Rivers. What is his first name then? 
I honestly looked it up and I already forgot <laughs> what the photographer's name is. <laughs> I'll look it up right now. Nice. Oh, um, but funny. I looked at it. I'm like, why? Oh, it's Glenn Anton Rivers. Wow. Yeah. Right. I, w- I w- yeah, Glenn Rivers. Could you imagine Glenn Rivers? All right. Yeah. So That's that was funny where that one. started from. Okay. So um, from there, let's get into what time is it? Game time. Woo. There we go. All right. Now. I got a, a, I got a game for you here. Okay. So there are eight different players in NBA history okay. to achieve the 50, 40, 90 club, which I'm sure, you know, but to all the listeners out there, 50% shooting from the field, 40% shooting from the three point line and 90% from the free throw line. And just can you either. name the eight players? All the listeners are five, four now because you went from listening to being part of this. So we've downgraded. Right. <laughs> um, so, okay. So 50, 40, 90. Um, uh, Steve Kerr. No. Okay. This is going to be the ones where it's like, okay, Steph is in there. Yes. Okay. Uh, Steph is in there. Is uh, Mark Price. Yes. Is Clay Thompson? No. Durant. Durant is in there, yes. So how many more do I need? That is three. Yeah, five more. Oh, eight. Okay, okay, okay. Five. Um, is Larry Bird? Uh, Larry Bird is in there, yes. Okay, okay. So I got four. Reggie Miller? Is Reggie Miller? Who's that? Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller is in there, yes. Okay, okay. So yes. I got three more to go. That's right. Doing good. Um, okay, last three. Are they in this era? Are yes. any of them currently playing? Currently playing. One is currently playing, and he did it just a few years ago, I believe. Harden? No. Not a, not a top 25 or top 30 player in the league. Uh, Joe Harris? Plays for the Indiana Pacers. Oh, uh, uh, Brogdon. That's correct. That's and then you got two of my favorite of all time. Dirk? That's right. And Jordan didn't know. Two-time MVP. Oh, Nash, Nash. Why? How did I miss Nash? How did I miss Nash? That's right. That's a pretty good list. That's so, a pretty good list. I was looking at that, and yeah, you did pretty good on that, actually. Um, we got some guys that are close this year, uh, to be honest with you right now. So there was like seven or eight of them that are pretty close. Uh, the ones that I think are that have the best shot at it right now, uh, you got CP3, who is at 48%. Uh, he's at... 39% from three and he's at 95 from the free throw line. Okay. You got Kyrie who's actually at 51, 41 and 88. And then another one who is very, very close. Uh, Jokic who is 56%, 41% and 88%. That's so, crazy to think the center is shooting that. Yeah. So right? there's a few, there's a few others, obviously Tobias Harris, Steph yeah. Curry, 
Kawhi, Middleton, some of those other guys that are pretty close. But That's crazy. yeah, kind of interesting that there's you know three or four that are pretty close to being on on pace this year. Yeah. So. Um, I got okay. Mine is it's it's this is trivia because it's very special. Especially made for you because you love college ball so much. Oh my goodness! This is the top twenty, but I'm just gonna give you top ten schools with the most first round NBA draft picks in history. Okay. Okay. Let's and you're giving me a top ten. Well, you can do yeah, top ten. Top ten. All right, let's go Kentucky. Okay, and then uh, Kentucky's right. And this doesn't include this does include this season this past draft as well. I included it as well. Okay. Okay. So you are correct. Kentucky's number one with 52 first round draft picks. Wow. We're gonna go Kansas. Kansas is number five. Okay. We're gonna go with Duke. Duke is number three. Okay. Um, let's go UCLA. Number four. Uh, let's go North Carolina. Number two. You got top five. <laughs> five uh, to go. Let's see. Um, uh, it's pretty recent, but let's go Michigan State. Michigan State just out of the top 10, 12. Is Michigan State in there? Uh, they're 12. Hmm. Uh, okay, I, if you okay, need to help, okay. I can give you a little help. Go down some of the list here. Um, let's, um, let's see. Are there any? Are there any on the West Coast? Any other on the West Coast? No. Nope. No, They're all East. So. Eastern. Uh, let's go with. God, in the in the Northeast area, Villanova. Maybe I know they recently have had some. They've had some good ones in the past, though. Villanova is actually not on the top twenty. Uh uh-uh. uh. Wow, they're they're pretty re- they're pretty recent though. With their I'll success, give you so um that's kind of tough. This one. team, four of the five got drafted about thirty years ago. About thirty years ago, and Jesus. you all know you know you can name all these guys like it wasn't like one and done guys like you can name three of them right off the bat. Uh, may, oh, maybe say uh, Michigan. There you go. <laughs> I have to give you the timeout gesture for, to give you the clue. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. We got Michigan. Um, um, can we? Can we say? I know they've had a lot of say Indiana. Indiana is actually number seven. There you go. So you got six and seven. So you got eight is tied. There's two teams uh, that have the same amount of draft picks. How about? One of them always plays University zone. Of Florida. Nope. One of them is known for playing Syracuse. Zone. Syracuse. And then one of them won a championship within the last oh, 10 years. How about University of Arizona? Number 11, just outside, just outside. <laughs> All right. I don't know the last one. Who do we got? Um, it is Louisville. Okay. And I, this one was the one that I was surprised. Ohio State. Huh. They're, they're just ahead of Arizona and Michigan State at 10. Okay. That's a pretty good list. I like that. 
Yeah, I was I was like, and then I'll read the rest. So 11 was Arizona, 12 Michigan State, 13 Notre Dame, uh, 13, 14 was Connecticut, Maryland, Georgia Tech, Texas, North Carolina State, Minnesota, St. John. Hmm. Okay. A couple surprising ones on there, but uh, yeah, for the most part, the top 10, that, that makes sense. And that's pretty crazy. So yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's another episode. If you like what um, our picks for this week, let us know. If you think I'm going to make a comeback slowly and surely, let us know. And if you know Fergie's going to, we got to decide what our bet is, by the way. I don't think we've ever made uh, finalized our bet for this. I may not want to. <laughs> you do know you're, you're getting the listeners to not want to listen because right. they, they know you're wrong every week. So they don't want to keep tuning in to losing picks. That's, you know what? If you want to hear me make excuses of why I lost, log in and let us and then listen in. So uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you all next week. Peace.